0: Hey there, welcome to episode 246 of the Thriving as a Physician podcast, How to Lose Weight and Love Your Life. I'm your host, Siobhan Key. Thank you so much for joining me today. Today we are talking about portion control, but we are not doing this in the normal way that you're used to thinking about portion control. If you're like me and you cringe. And there's that like kind of tightness in your chest when you hear portion control, then you need to listen to this episode. I'm going to share with you how to take back the idea of portion control, how to help modify how much you're eating in meals and in snacks without feeling like you're always working at it, without feeling like you're always depending on using your willpower. So I wanted to record this episode because I don't think about portion control a lot in my life, and I don't talk about it on this podcast because, honestly, when I sat down and I started thinking about this episode, it's because I have such bad associations with it from all the years of trying to diet and all the years, particularly of eating like the lower fat way of eating and feeling like I really wanted more, feeling like maybe I still hungry staring at the leftovers and just trying not to have more and looking at my plate and being like okay this is all you should have this should be enough you need to stick to this to lose weight and honestly it creates such a negative emotion that I realized it's something I just really shy away from thinking about and that made me want to do this podcast episode for you because I know that lots of you guys out there are probably also the same and yet the reality is when we want to lose weight. Really, it does take reducing how much food energy we're taking in, in one way or another. Trying to burn more energy through exercise is not a really effective tool. Exercise is good evidence-wise for weight maintenance. It's good for maintaining lean muscle mass. It is not great for making the scale move. So, really, if you want to lose weight, we have to reduce how much food energy you're taking in. And when you look at any way of eating that is advertised to help with weight loss, ultimately, at the core of it, it really is about reducing how much food energy you take in. So when you eat low fat, you reduce you take away fat, which is one of the most energy dense foods. It reduces the amount of food energy you're taking in When you eat low carb by taking out the carbohydrates you're also lowering how much food energy you're taking in, but also your appetite tends to stabilize and you're less hungry and more satisfied with a smaller portion size. And that also can reduce the amount of food energy you're taking in. Now, there are other aspects to this, like when you're eating low carb, you are probably having lower insulin levels, which are making it easier for you to use fat as a fuel, depending how low carb you're eating. There's a lot of other elements to it that we're not really talking about today. Today, we're talking about, okay, if really at the core of weight loss is we need to reduce the amount of food energy we're taking in, how do we do it in a way where it actually feels good, where we're not just repeating what we've done through the 90s, the 2000s, all the bad experiences that we've had in our past, and we can start doing it in a way that it's actually sustainable, where we have confidence that it will last, that we're able to keep it going. So why does portion control matter? It's really, it is essentially in some form or another, and we can call it anything that we want. I was, as I was planning out this episode, I was like, what else could we call it? And I'm sorry, my brain is not creative this week. (laughs) It's not coming up with any other options. If you come up with one, please email me. If you're like, call it this, call it the eating rainbow plan, (laughs) something fun and exciting. If you come up with one, send it to me by email, info at weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca, but I could come up with anything when i was planning this so we are sticking with portion control for the duration of this podcast episode but we're working on taking that word back so that it doesn't feel so negative so it doesn't feel restrictive right out of the gate as soon as you say it and it is important knowing how to modify how much you're eating but doing it in a way that feels good is important You can be eating low carb and overeat low carb. Now, you may not gain weight as quickly when you do that with a lower carb eating as you may if you're eating like a standard North American diet and you overeat, but it will definitely slow your weight loss for sure. Same thing if you're eating low fat. Same thing if you're eating vegan, vegetarian. Paleo, whichever way of eating that you generally follow, if you're overeating, meaning you're eating more than your body actually needs, if you aren't able to leave a gap between the food energy you're taking in and what your body needs, then you won't lose weight. We have to create some sort of energy gap for your body to then go into your own fat stores and use them for energy. But just trying to portion control and just hang on when it feels gross, is not going to be sustainable. And that'll end up where you're like, feel like you're putting a lot of work in and you're like, I'm sitting down to these meals, the food's pretty good, but like, it takes like emotional effort to stick to this plan of how much I'm gonna eat. And then it doesn't really take much for me to be like, okay, fine, I'll just have some more. I'll have that. That means there's something going on with how you're perceiving portion control, how you're perceiving the amounts that you're trying to eat, and there are better ways to approach them. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So let's just talk about how not to do it first. It's a good place to start because probably for most of us, however, we've been trying to portion control in the past is probably the way to not do it. Like I've talked about it in my own life that feeling of like, oh, portion control is probably a good sign (laughs) that something needs to change. So if you feel icky about portion control in any way, just use that as a sign that, okay, there's work here to be done. Something about how I'm thinking about my food and the portion sizes and something about how I'm thinking what it means if I change my portion sizes needs to change to make this more comfortable for me, to make this feel good. What's really interesting, and we're going to talk more about this, but it's not that the portion sizes need to change to make you feel better. And I think that's often how we think of it, right? Like, oh, this isn't going to be enough. I'll make, I'll have more. It's been a hard day. I'll get the supersized whatever. We've been kind of trained that more is better, What's really interesting when you look at it is the portion size does not need to change in order for you to feel more comfortable with that portion size, in order for you to feel satisfied by that portion size. We just need to change how we approach it. So we want to work towards ease. We want to work towards satisfaction. So even if you're reducing the amount of food energy you're taking in, you feel satisfied by it, even working towards abundance, where you feel like really good about the amount that you ate and feel like it was plenty. These are all things that are possible. And again, it's not the portion size that needs to change. It's how we're thinking about it, how we're approaching it that will help change that. So there are simple ways to eat less that are evidence-based. You probably will have heard these and I'll share them with you. And then we're going to talk about more the mindset approach, more my techniques that I would suggest you think about that will help make it easier for you. But simple ways that have been researched is smaller plate. When they research people eating off a smaller plate, they tend to eat about 30% less calories without trying to. So it's just a visual trick of the eye. If you plate your food on a smaller plate, it will look like there's more food there, you'll eat less. On the flip side, generally when you go out to restaurants, things are plated on very large plates, meaning the amount of food that's there is perceived as being less, and you're more likely to overeat it because visually it looks like there's less food. If you took that same amount of food and put on one of your home dinner plates, it would look like a big portion. If you put it on one of your salad plates, a smaller plate at home, you'd be like, whoa, this is so much food. It's all to do with the trick of the mind. So being aware of that and using it to your advantage can be a pretty simple switch to do. Having something like a glass of water before you eat is a classic thing to just put something in your stomach to start some of those hormonal processes happening, to start telling your brain that, okay, we're filling up, listening to your hunger. So just being aware and paying attention to when you start to feel satisfied and working on stopping eating there rather than waiting until you feel full. Now, this is a skill. It takes some practice. And again, there's a lot of things that get in the way of using this. And I've recorded a previous podcast episode about hunger, so make sure you go back and check that out. But if you practice it and think of it, this is a skill, I just need to practice it, I just need to learn how to use this skill, then it can be very powerful and it can be a very good life skill to work on. But... What really matters in this is how you think. So your thoughts make the difference in your experience of eating less. So ways to make portion control feel better. Number one is going more towards abundance instead of scarcity. So if you think about it often, especially if you're like me, when you sit down, when you're trying to lose weight, you might look at your plate and be like, okay, I can only eat this. I need to be careful to not overeat. I can't. Can't eat this stuff. I have to eat this. All of those thoughts are scarcity thoughts and they don't make you feel good. They make you feel limited, restricted, maybe deprived, especially if you perceive the person beside you isn't being limited in what they can eat. And then that's not sustainable. So instead, working on how can I talk to myself about whatever amount of food I choose to eat and feel abundant about it and feel differently about the amount of food I'm dishing on my plate. Now, What's really interesting is years and years ago, I had no idea that how people thought about food differed. I thought everybody thought about food in the same way I did, which was like more the better. And I went out for dinner with some colleagues who are sisters, and it was so fascinating because I listened to them discussing what to order, and they decided to share an appetizer. So then they were talking about a salad, and they're like, oh, like, I'm going to be really full. I don't think I can have a full salad. Do you want to split that? Meanwhile, I had planned on ordering an appetizer, a full entree, (laughs) everything to myself, and probably would have felt if I had had to share it back then, I would have been like, "Ooh!" but then I might not get enough. A lot of my food decisions when I was dishing things out was, I need to make sure I get enough. Is this enough? Maybe this won't be enough. And so listening to them, I was like, holy, they think about food entirely differently (laughs) than how I think about it and how my family I assume thinks about it because I think the way I think about it comes from how I was raised and how it was approached at home. And that's when I first, this was well before ever discovering life coaching That's when I first started to be aware of the power of our thoughts. So I actually started practicing when I'd sit down to eat of like, this is plenty. There's lots here, which may sound funny, but it works. It makes a difference. If you sit down and you tell yourself, "Ooh, there's so much here. I don't know if I'm going to be able to finish it. You will have a different experience eating that than when you're like, oh, I hope there's enough here. I might be still hungry. What if I'm hungry after this? Or sometimes I'd sit down at restaurants, I'd be like, oh, this is a small portion. They didn't really dish much. That's scarcity, right? Switching and practicing, intentionally practicing, thinking about abundance, thinking about it in an abundant way, there's lots here, this is plenty, this looks good. I'm looking forward to enjoying this. Ooh, I think I'm gonna fill up with this. All of these cues prime your brain to do what you're wanting it to do, which is enjoy the food and also feel satisfied when you're finished it. Tip number two is permission to pause versus one chance to eat. So a lot of times when I'm working with physicians, especially you know in times where we're busy, when we're on call, you're in the hospital, it's very easy to have the mindset of this is my only chance to eat. I need to make sure I get enough in because I don't know when I'm going to get a chance to eat again. The problem with that is it will often lead to overeating. It will lead to just be like, okay, I just need to like push this food in to make sure I'm covered until I might be able to eat. And the reality is you might not need to eat that much you may be totally fine, even if you can't get a chance to eat for a while on the more normal portion size or the portion size that you think will support your weight loss. So watching where your brain's like, oh, I gotta make sure I get enough to eat. This is my one chance type thinking and give yourself permission that you can eat until you feel satisfied and then you reassess later. If it truly is a time thing, giving yourself permission for something like having some nuts in your pocket or having a granola bar in your pocket or something can help because you can be like, you know what, self, it's okay. This looks plenty. This looks like a lot for lunch. I think I'm going to be really satisfied by it. And if I'm not, it's okay. I've got backup. I've got some nuts in my pocket. Or if you're in a hospital that has little cheese slices, I can go get a slice of cheese if I'm still hungry. So that's working on combining the two tips, but really noticing if you're trying to fill up to prevent hunger later, that doesn't always work. And it's not always needed because later you may do the same thing, even though it's not that much later. And you may ultimately end up eating more than what you really need to over the course of the day. Number three is being present and savoring the food. Lots of times when we're eating, we are not present or paying attention to what we're eating, right? Especially if you think you shouldn't be eating it. If you're telling yourself, oh, I shouldn't be eating this. This isn't good for my weight loss. What often happens is we just kind of eat quickly, try to pretend like it's not happening. But the downside to that is we don't actually get to enjoy the food we're eating. And honestly, you deserve to enjoy whatever you eat, whether it helps you with your weight loss or not. You get to enjoy it. If it's something you really want to eat, eat it and enjoy it. So building a practice and being intentional with I'm going to really focus on savoring my food no matter what I'm eating. I'm gonna give myself permission to really enjoy what I'm eating. What's interesting with that is often you'll end up eating less. You'll notice your hunger signals more because you're more present. You'll get more enjoyment and pleasure from the food. And you may not feel the need to keep eating just to try to get the pleasure from the food. Because when we're eating mindlessly, what happens is you ate, but you didn't really notice it. You didn't get the parts of the food that you really like. So then your brain's like, okay, let's have some more. Let's try to get that pleasure. But if you stay disconnected and not present, it's really hard to get that pleasure. If you sit there and you really savor what you're eating and really focus on enjoying it, your brain doesn't have to go hunting for the pleasure because you were there, you made it really apparent and you sat with it. You can even sit with it to the painful point where you're like, I'm going to like savor if I'm eating something like say chocolate, if you love chocolate. When I eat chocolate, I put everything down and I'm going to really focus on savoring it beyond, even once it's out of my mouth, still savoring the lingering flavor and really enjoy it. That would be an approach that probably would end up with you eating less chocolate than when we're like, okay, I just need to have another bite, another bite because it keeps disappearing. Slow it down. Give yourself permission to be present. Remind yourself that now this might mean that you don't watch TV while you're eating, that you put your phone down. Some people that I've worked with set themselves up and just make it a rule. If I'm going to eat, I'm going to eat where it's really nice. I'm going to like sit at the table, set the table for myself and really enjoy what I'm eating instead of eating on the go always. Number four is notice where habits not hunger are defining your portion sizes. So for me this was a real issue when I first started going low carb and I think I still have to be aware of it is I wasn't as hungry. I filled up faster. But I was still dishing the same amount of food on my plate because I had this concept in my mind of this is how much I need to stay satisfied. This is the amount of food I need to eat to be satisfied. And as you work on your eating, that amount may change, especially if you're changing what you're eating and eating foods that are more satiating. If you're being more present when you're eating, the amount that you need may change. But if we don't question it, if we don't notice it, then it's really easy to just keep putting the same amount of your plate. And if you're raised in the clean the plate club, then you just eat everything that's on your plate. So questioning and asking yourself, okay, is this the amount I truly need to be satisfied? Or could it be possible that there's elements of just habit of how I've always dished my plate? You can try dishing out less, dish out less on a smaller plate, eat that, see how it goes. But here's the important piece if you choose that approach is dish out less and be like, you know what, if I'm still truly physically hungry, I can always have more. That's an abundant way of thinking about it. It's not that okay, I need to dish less and this is all I'm allowed, that would be a restrictive way of thinking about it. You dish yourself less and you go, This is an experiment. I'm going to see. Is this enough to keep me satisfied? If I get hungry, I've got plan B. I know what I'll have. Maybe I'll have more of this, more leftovers. Maybe I'll have that bag of nuts that I've been carrying around in my pocket. Whatever works for you. But the important piece when we're talking about changing the experience of working on portion control is really talking to yourself where you don't have to worry yourself. Nothing bad's going to happen. You're not going to be left hungry. If you're hungry, we will eat. If you really want more, we can have more but sometimes you can experiment and see maybe this is enough maybe this is plenty maybe I can really enjoy this amount and be really satisfied by this amount so to summarize the different ways the tips for working on portion control to make it feel better so not just how to eat less at meals but how to do it in a way where it actually feels really good Number one is work on swapping scarcity for abundance. Focus on ways of speaking to yourself that create abundance, make you feel like there's so much available to you. Number two, give yourself permission to pause and reassess rather than talking to yourself about one chance to eat. There's lots of time to eat. There's lots of food in the world. Notice that's abundant thinking that I'm sharing with you. There's always something else. If you're ever in a pickle, there is something you can find to eat. And you can set yourself up for success to make that true. You can throw stuff in your work bag that is non-perishable and know that if I really need something, there's something there. Number three, be present and savor your food. So the more you focus on actually enjoying the food you're eating, in general, you'll end up eating less because you get more pleasure out of it. You're more present in the moment. You will be more aware of your hunger cues naturally because you're not being distracted by other stuff. Number four, notice where your habits are dictating your portion size that you're dishing or choosing and question it, play around with it. Do it as an experiment. Again, watch how you're thinking to yourself as you do it, but play with it. See what you actually need now. This also, portion sizes will change as you age, right? As your metabolism changes when you get older, the amount of food you need to keep yourself satisfied and that you need to dish out each time is probably going to be less. And working on finding that new amount that works for you. And then also working on how you talk to yourself so you feel really good about that amount that you're putting on your plate. Both are important. All right. I just wanted to share that everything in weight loss is negotiable. We have been taught it has to look one way. And that is just a pile of cooey. It is negotiable. It is malleable. You get to decide what experience you want. This episode is an example of taking one aspect that we often think about in weight loss and looking at how do we create an experience that we actually want with this? If this is something we want to focus on, how can we also create the experience that we want? And that's really important. We can take any aspect of weight loss and modify it and customize it so it actually works for you. So that you end up with the result of, yes, losing weight, but doing it in a way that feels good, that works in your life, that you actually enjoy. And that is when you get longer-lasting, sustainable weight loss, plus the confidence that you can problem-solve things when they come up. If that sounds good to you, then this is what we do inside Thrive Academy for Physicians and I invite you to head over to thrivephysicians.ca to learn more and you can fill out an application form there. The application has no obligation. It gives you an opportunity to talk to me about your specific challenges and you and I can have a conversation about how I would be able to help you. I do this application process so that you have the opportunity to really make sure this is the right fit for you so that when you join Thrive Academy, you do it with a lot of confidence that it's going to be amazing because it is. We do amazing stuff in Thrive Academy and it will change your life. It will change how you think about weight loss, how you approach your eating for the rest of your life, as well as making your days better every single day. It's the best investment you can make in yourself. Head over to thrivephysicians.ca to learn more and fill out one of those application forms. We'll talk to you later. Bye bye.